All right, what is up, Speak Truth Sports? This is Bert. I'm back here with Tay. Today we're here for a, a very sad week for me, but we're, we're going over, we're going to recap a lot of the games in week one. We're going to look a little bit ahead into week two. We're going to talk about a little bit of the, the news or controversies that have been going on throughout the NFL. Tay, do you want to talk about that Ravens Raiders game? <laughs> I think I think I think I'll let you go first. Go ahead, just let let it let it all out. I know you've been waiting. Just go ahead, let it out. Have your have your moment. Go ahead. If if each position was like an employee, I would fire the entire offensive line. I would fire every single player there. Well, okay, the guards did okay. They did pretty decent. Our center did pretty good. I don't blame Ronnie Stanley. He, he started playing like nine days ago, right? He just come off a big injury. Yeah. I don't blame him. He didn't do so great. But Alejandro Villanueva, what, what were you doing, man? What were you doing? Oh, man, he let Max Crosby eat him alive. Like, it was ridiculous. The Raiders' D-line looked like Washington's D-line. <laughs> like, yeah, jumped man. up 10 levels. Like, it was ridiculous. Let me bring up a stat real quick. Lamar Jackson was pressured on 53% of his dropbacks. 53%. To give you context, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year, when everyone was like, oh, his line sucks. That was a really bad game from their offensive line. He was pressured 50.2% of the time. Lamar Jackson was pressured 53% of the time. And let me tell you something. If we did not have a mobile quarterback, if Lamar Jackson could not run. Oh, man. We would be hosting his funeral recession as we speak. This man's head would have been popped off because every single time this man dropped back in the second half of the game, he was swarmed. He had no time to throw. He would snap and just dodge defenders until he could find somebody that was open enough to throw to. Like, that's how bad it was. Our receivers actually did pretty good. I will give them that. They got yes. open when they needed to. Uh, I thought Sammy Watkins had way too many drops, but First game, and Sammy Watkins yeah. kind of does drop the ball. You know, yeah. that's – yeah. That's his thing. But I also want to talk about our defense because our cornerback play was so bad. Like, outside of Marlon Humphrey, uh, Chris Westry did good, I think, but he still got burned on a couple plays. Anthony Averitt, I'm rooting for him, but, man, he – Too many PIs. Too many he cannot, PIs. Yeah, he, and he cannot cover – the dude that he's supposed to cover, like he'll be way too far off the line on him. Sometimes he will be like 10 yards back against the person he's covering. And like, they're not even like that quick. Like Hunter Renfro is quick, but he's not that quick. And when he was guarding Renfro, he was like 10, like 15 yards off the line. Like, what are you doing? Like get up, get up close to him. And, uh, and it was just without Marcus Peters, our secondary looks really disappointing. And our secondary is like the focal point of our offense. I thought our pass rush was okay. They got to the quarterback, but they just couldn't finish. They would get they would get into Carr's face at times, but they just could not finish the sack. I remember uh, Odafi Owe, my boy, he got yeah. his first sack. He showed up big this week. I give it to him. Yes, sir. But he was doing. He was actually doing most of the pressures. I'm not gonna lie. It was him and the. I think Calais was. He was there a lot too, and so yeah. was McPhee. But. Um, but uh, even Odafe Owe, he had he had a little bit of this problem too in in college. He would get there and he would be like so close, but he just couldn't finish a sack. That happened like two or three different times. He could have had like a, a monster game if he just completed 
uh, the tackles when he had got to the quarterback because he was like right there sometimes and then he would just be pushed off a little bit and then he'd just be completely off him. And that's credit to the Raiders offensive line. I think they were really, really, uh, they were on point uh, in that game. Derek Carr was on point in the second half. I, I don't think he was doing great in the first half. He definitely did not start off hot, but that overtime and that fourth quarter, I mean, he's a monster when it comes down to it, right? I mean, I, I gained a new level of respect for Derek Carr after watching this game. I'm just so disappointed because I know we're going to start 0-2 because now we're going against the Chiefs. And if we can't stop Darren Waller, how the hell are we going to stop Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. and Tyreek Hill? Like, there's no way. Like, like we, we doubled Waller and tried to take him out of the game. It worked for, like, maybe, like, a quarter. But then they started finding him again, and Derek Carr just force-fed him the ball every single chance he could get. Yeah. He, but it, it was weird. Like, Derek Carr in that first half was like, if Waller wasn't open – he was still giving him the ball. But then when Waller did get open, he looked somewhere else. It was yes. really, really weird. They started connecting in the second half, and that really sunk our team. Another thing, what is up with the benching of Tyson Williams for the entire second half? The entire second half. I don't, I don't, I know he messed up. There was a play where he was supposed to uh, catch the ball. It was a screen pass, I believe, and he didn't get to a spot in time. Okay. You know, he's this is first NFL start ever. I expect stuff like that. There was a play where the Ravens fumbled uh, and people are putting on Lamar, but it, I think it was more on Tyson where he was trying to grab the ball when it was a fake. Lamar just likes to have a long fake yes, to make people buy sure. into it more. And it, it resulted in a fumble. And uh, also his pass blocking wasn't the best. But like, that's okay. Like this was his first ever NFL start. It's not an excuse to bench him for an entire second half of the game, especially when he was so productive on all of his runs. I mean, he ripped off that 30 yard touchdown on a fourth down. Yeah. It was like a fourth and one. He took it to the house, right? Honestly, like yeah. fourth and one took it to the crib. I was, just, I was devastated, man. I was devastated. It's, it's inexcusable. And some, even the defensive lapses we had, uh, some of it was just due to coaching. Some of it was just, I feel like our players didn't know where they were. Right. And our, I, I, I'm jumping all over the place, but our offensive line was so bad. Like I can't even describe. There was a, there was a play where they ran a jet screen, uh jet sweep. Oh, for, I know exactly what you're talking about. Jet sweep from Marquise Hollywood Brown. He got the ball. He started going. The offensive line ran into each other and like tackled each other. Yeah. They fell to the ground. <laughs> oh. Like, they're oh, lucky man. Hollywood so fast. Otherwise, that would have been a loss. Like, that would have yeah, been a loss. Easily, easily 1,000%. And I love what Hollywood did in this game. I think he had a really, really good game. I, Him and Lamar are definitely forming a really, really solid chemistry now. Man, like, we, we couldn't have put in – I know we put in Devin Duvernay a few times to run, like, three wide receiver sets, but we couldn't, you know, sit Sammy Watkins, like, a couple times when he was dropping the ball. Like, if you're going to sit Tyson hey, Williams – why don't you sit Sammy Sam Watkins, Watkins a little bit? We drafted Tyler Wallace. You know, we drafted James Prochet. You know, we, we, we should use these guys a little bit, a little bit. You know, that's all I'm asking for. 1,000%. It was a horrible loss for the Ravens. Um, and it makes me worried for the rest of the season. But at the same time, I know our GM, Eric DaCosta, I trust in him. He will make a trade. I guarantee he'll make some type of trade. He'll make something happen, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he's very active on the trade market, and he's usually pretty good at trades. 
he's going to make a trade happen. He's going to make um, stuff happen. We just cut Isaiah Cannon, I believe, uh, a couple of days ago. The Niners picked him up. And now we, I believe we have four roster spots open. So I think one of those is going to Bell. Freeman's probably going to stay on the practice squad. And I think we're probably – I think we just signed a, a cornerback. I forgot his name. We did sign a cornerback. And I assume the other are going to go to linemen. Because yeah. we also lost um, – oh, I'm blanking on his name. We lost Tyree Phillips. We lost Tyree Phillips in this game. Oh, yes, he got hurt in the game. Yes, yes, I, yes, I yes. believe he's early, done. Early in the game. Early in the game, he got hurt early in the game. I believe he's done for the season. That's that's a that's a big loss. But, I mean, hey, at least Ben Cleveland's coming back. And we also didn't have Nick Boyle, so, you know, that he might help yeah. with some of the blocking issues. But our right tackle play needs to improve, like, seriously. Well, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take over and – Go know. laugh at me. I'm 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 gonna gloat a little bit. I'm gonna gloat a little bit because these these people they really doubted my boys, man. I I was trying to tell people a lot all off season. Listen, Gus Bradley, this new scheme, this new defensive line is revamped, and it's gonna bring the juice for everybody on the defense, and that's definitely what everybody saw on Monday night. Um, Max the Demon, that's his new name, baby. Max the Demon off the edge. I mean, I mean, I think this, I think this, he pressured Lamar. What? Over ten times the whole game, yeah. I think ten plus times, and I think he had three, two or three sacks. Eleven, eleven times, and he had two sacks. Yeah, if not three, I think he had two and a half. I think he combined on that last sack with Carl Nassib, which you know it caused you know Lamar to fumble. And uh, my my might I say, Quentin Jefferson, big play on the strip in the third quarter to the, to, to 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 make a big pivotal point in the game. Big props to you. Um. Uh. Another yeah, he, big Gakwe did really good. He was on a mission. Yeah, and Gakwe, but unfortunately, it seems like he's going to be out for a pretty uh that hamstring. He it seems like he's going to be out for a little while. Yeah. Um, we lost Denzel Good. He's he's done for the year. Unfortunate. Um, Gerald McCoy's done for the year. Unfortunate. He just got back in the NFL. Now he's done after one game. Um, I I, I believe there's somebody else that's missing too. Oh, uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't know what the status is with his turf toe and his ankle injury has going on. That was that was so weird because, like, he got hurt early in the game. They took him out, and then they just put him back in. And he was hurt before the game, and then he got hurt again in the game. They took him out. It was like, you were trying to kill this man at this point. So <laughs> what happened was he, he decided he wanted to wear these special cleats, these Vegas-themed cleats oh, gotcha. or whatever, mm-hmm. and they didn't have his steel plates in them for his turf toe. Oh. So they went and they put on his regular cleats on the sideline. They switched cleats or whatever. But I think that it's getting to this point where, listen, we need to get let's rest this guy. Kenyon Drake showed that he can definitely do he can do something at least he can at least produce a, enough to get the job done. I mean, I think he had six carries, maybe had like ten yards. No, nothing crazy. But I think what really helped a lot with him is his receiving. And that's what is a lot of teams are going to forget about that. Keen Drake is a really good receiving back. I was very impressed with his performance. Um, now let me let me let me get to my quarterback. I, I'm I'm kind of in the middle with him because uh, I, I was very upset with him in the first half. Um, a lot of these passes were he was floating a lot of these passes, and he's throwing passes in a triple coverage, double coverage. Like, listen, I know, I know, Waller's the guy. He's the man. I understand. Waller is the man. Everybody knows this top three tight end, arguably. But I mean, you, you can't. We got we got other guys that are capable to get the job done. As you saw later on in the game, Hunter Renfro finally started getting some targets. He started exploding a little bit. Brian Edwards showed up big. 
He was quiet all game. Fourth quarter, last the last drive, two catches back to back, puts it field goal range. Then overtime came in, just looked like nobody could guard him anymore after that. Um, Henry Ruggs, we finally, God bless America, we finally threw a deep ball to Henry Ruggs. Jesus, I mean, I thought I thought Derek Carr couldn't even get the ball that far down the field to even give him the ball, but now that I see that he's capable to get it done, I hope Gruden and, and uh, you know calls him more, more design play calls for him to you know get open deep. I mean, realistically, we're, we are we should be able to be able to use him like a Tyreek Hill. He has the speed for it. I don't know about the route running, but he has the speed to go over top behind safeties and in, in, in corners, without a doubt. Um, Zay Jones, my man, you didn't do much, but you had the biggest play of the game, and I got to give it to you. Um, Alec Engel, man, the, the perfect bailout you, you could ever ask for in a fullback. I mean, you would think this guy, is he's lined up a receiver. He's lined up at tight end catching passes. He comes out of the backfield catching passes. He's making great blocks, leading for uh, Josh Jacobs. I mean, this, this guy's looking great. Um, another big loss for us, which is Marcus Mariota. Unfortunately, when he had that big breakout run, that 31-yard carry, he uh, re, uh, re-aggravated his quad injury. And they say he's going to be out for some quite some time. So, you know, uh, I will say that it's a great win for the Raiders. Morale booster for sure. A lot of teams doubted us. A lot of coaches, a lot of people in the NFL doubted us. No one really thought we had a chance to really beat this team. I'm proud of my boys. Hey, are you going to talk about how um, Alex Leatherwood almost sold the entire game, though? Oh, oh, actually, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about that. Let me, let me, let me. Let, I got some words for you, man. Listen, <laughs> you, you lock it in, lock it in. Game on the line. We're on a one-yard line. We're getting ready to run another QB sneak, and you're going to jump on set. He didn't even say hut yet. He, he all he said was set. You're so oh, antsy. Relax, calm down, big fella. Listen, I know. You ready to get the game over with? You've been out there for a while. You know, you see this type of production. Listen, we need you to lock it in, settle in, less penalties. Move your feet, man. Move your feet a little bit more. You get stuck in the mud a little bit with these quick, with these quick uh edge rushers. You got TJ Watt this week, arguably the best edge rusher in the league. You got a big task. Um, I, I can only pray. That's all I can do. I I I I believe in him. But all I can do is pray because there's not many people that can hold T.J. Watt from getting to the quarterback. Yeah, the penalties almost cost you that. I, I hate that they immediately celebrated and the rest were like, oh, wait, wait, take it back, take it back. Like, man, I feel like we just lost twice. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, and, and this is the crazy thing. You you see the even the Ravens guys, Yeah, they're walking up the field with their helmets off. Some guys, it's, it looked like some of these guys are getting ready to walk back to the tunnel before they even got to review the play. I'm like. Lamar I mean, was dapping up Derek Carr, like yeah. Midfield. Lamar's 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 midfield dapping up Derek Carr, like yeah, I'm ready to go. I, I Lamar, listen, I understand you're upset. Um, you haven't really felt this type of pressure from just a four man rush ever, so I think yeah. he's a little he's a little frustrated from that. They blitzed uh, what, twice, what, like twice. We, they, we they blitzed two, two times the whole game, yeah. and Lamar was pressured. I think 53 percent of the percent of the game, right? Yeah, or fifty three times. Regardless, percent of his dropbacks, dropbacks he was pressured, and that's off a four man rush. Um, Yannick, Nassib, Crosby, real MVPs. Nassib, big play. I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess Villanueva just said, Hey, 
come on through. Bring it on in. I'm ready to go home. He, he literally double teamed. Uh, I think he doubled double Massey teamed, and he, left he, Crosby wide open. Like, how do you do that? No, he double teamed Crosby. And oh, left yeah, Massey, yeah. But my thing is, Crosby's not lined up as DN. He's lined up as a D tackle. You don't see Nassib at – he's literally he, – it's not like he stunted. He, there was no stunt. There was nothing. He just came right off the edge. Uh, and he, and he, bullied, he, bullied, he bullied Latavius Murray out of the way, and big play. Um, for a second, I thought Lamar was hurt, but I think it was more so he was just upset that, you know, that he couldn't see his blind side. He's not really seeing it. He's trying to step into the pocket. He steps up, he's getting mauled. And big ups to, to Darius Filing for, you know, Holding up the center, not letting Lamar just be comfortable by stepping up in the pocket. That last, that last, uh, that last play on the, that they had in the last drive. Um, like I said, I'm loving this scheme. Gus Bradley, you got my boys looking good. Now my DBs, hey man, let's 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 pick it up a little bit. You know, I you, I got I got guys lost. We got two guys playing deep. Nobody's guarding the flat. What's up with that? I know we I know I know we like to play a lot of cover three. And uh, and you know we like to mix it up sometimes and run and cover too, but I mean, come on, man, it's 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 obvious football. That's instincts, man. You see, there's nobody behind you. You know that somebody is right in front of your face. You know Lamar's gonna go for the checkdown when he when he needs it. You see the pressure's getting there. Just try to bait the checkdown. You know he's getting pressured. If he's not running, the checkdown's gonna happen. So hopefully, they they go over that this week. And um, I, I need to see some improvement in that secondary, but by any means, the D line. As long as you guys play. You guys play sixty percent of that with Big Ben. Oh, we're 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 we're, we're gold. That we're gold. That Steelers line is, is just as bad. Yeah. Their tackles is their. They have great guards, a good center, no tackles. Yeah, exactly. Like no tackles, the just like the Ravens. So it it as long as you guys come firing, Max Crosby. You said you want to play two thousand snaps. Gear up. You're on pace. We 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 want we want to get you there. Uh, I mean. He looked. He looked unblockable. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was shocking to me because I know, I know what he's capable of. We all saw it last year, and ever since he's been drafted, we all saw it. But this is a whole new level. This is this is this is this is Max Crosby 2.0. He looked like a baby TJ Watt. Yeah, like he little. definitely did for sure. I, I mean, and and then Yannick early on, he couldn't quite get Lamar, but he's there to at least make him feel a lot uncomfortable, not comfortable enough to, in the pocket to you know. Yeah. Lamar scrambling, running around. Um, I would say DBs. You know Lamar scrambling. You know he's you know he's not throwing to the opposite side of the field. Where 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 are the guys at in the end zone? I see there's nobody on Marquise Brown. Everybody's in the middle of the end zone. Their whole receiving course is literally gliding to the right, and our guys just just nowhere to be found. Marquise did a really good job on that play of just cutting across, the just signaling yeah. to everybody like go go. I I, I got to throw to you guys and. I think Watkins was like a little slow getting there or maybe he got there too fast, but he Hollywood's lined up at the perfect time. It was just a beautiful throw. I also, I also want to talk a little bit about before we should probably move on because we've been on this for like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, he looks better throing. I'm not going to lie. Oh I, yes. 1000%. I was very, I was, especially I was, deep balls. I was very, um, I was shocked, honestly. Yeah. You know, I thought maybe he would be a little flustered in the pressure, but I mean, even even pressured man, he was he was throwing dots. I I, I got to give it to him. He's throwing dots. He's throwing dimes, man. Under pressure. I mean, as long as you guys you guys give you guys give him some pressure. I mean, it's going to be scary. Yeah. 
his footwork looked a lot better. They were they were talking about his footwork uh, at, at halftime, I believe. Uh, his his throwing motion just in general looked better, and he he can he's throwing it deep with way more accuracy now. And he had a really nice pass to Sammy Watkins that should have been a touchdown, but I think we end up scoring on that play anyway, so it's whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the problem is we just can't. It's we can't really see Lamar set and throw much because he's constantly the second he snaps he's like i i feel bad because i feel like he can't even trust his line anymore like i genuinely it, it, and honestly lamar would never say it but like in yeah. the back of his mind like he knows like and honestly i felt some on some of these plays i think he felt like he was pressured but it really wasn't yeah he just does he doesn't trust his guys enough to like sit there and be comfortable because these guys are getting back there to him he's got to she got to scramble he's wasting energy then he's, he's trying to show that he can throw up some more so you know it's it's it, it, it's hard. I, I I feel for the man. I do. I feel for yeah. him. It's definitely like a psychological thing that's going on. And you, I mean, it's been going on. The, the line has been having problems ever since Yonder retired, right? They've yeah. we've been having problems. Um, but yeah, I, I hope we fix it. Uh, I love seeing Ricard and Engel play. They're like mirror opposite. They're like mirrors of each other. Uh, I, I'd say Engel is probably a little bit better. In terms of, he's a little more versatile. I think he can catch better. Just a little more athletic. That's all yeah. it is. But I love seeing fullbacks in in use. I think it's a really, I think it's really interesting whenever they play. Justin Tucker was on point as always. Mark Andrews. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's where, where was he at? I I I I guess that I don't know if he was just covered a lot or Lamar just wasn't really looking at him. He was definitely covered because you guys had the middle of the field like a lockdown for the most part. Yeah. Like. I don't know, man. All right. Well, I think that's enough of Ravens Raiders. Next time we see y'all, we're coming, we're coming with fire. We're coming with fire. Hey, by any means, I expect it. <laughs> let's let's jump back to the Thursday night game. I, I think people have talked about this like ad nauseum. So I mean, there's not too much to go over that other people haven't said. But I mean, that was a great game. It, it was the Thursday night game and the Monday night game, like they were such great primetime games. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, I will say that um, I have I have developed a, a lot more respect for Dak after what I saw. Yeah. Um, the 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 guys the guys elite. We have we have to give it to him. Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. There's no more no more talks about it. No more questioning. He showed enough. He's shown enough. Before he was injured last year, he was already showing that he was elite, and he probably was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year, if he didn't get hurt. I think he was already leading in passing yards. And I think he was just, just killing everybody. It was, it was, he was on record was to break. He was on record to break the passing yards in a season record. Yeah. By any means he, he was, he was just lighting everybody up and we saw it again. First game back. And then at that, he's also dealing with a shoulder injury. He wasn't even hundred percent healthy. Yep. So, I mean, imagine when he's, when he's, when he's healthy, 100% and there's no aches, no pains. Cowboys, you guys got a quarterback, and I, you guys should cherish him. Um, get him some protection. And Dak, stop running, man. Yeah, please stop running, Dak. Please stop running, please. It scares me every single time he takes off. Yeah, please stop running. Just slide, or if anything, just you know, check check down. Um, a, a big thing that I notice is, uh, where's Zeke? What's going on? I thought Zeke was his versatile pass catching running back. 
yeah. then you know you see more you see more Tony Pollard coming in. Are they moving on? What's the deal? I, I mean, I, I don't really know what's going on with that. I was I was a little I was a little shocked with that. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to use Tony Pollard as their third down like receiving back. They used him a lot more in the first. I'm not exactly sure why. I think they just wanted to see what he was made of in, in a real game. Uh, but like once Zeke came in, like towards it, like starting with the second, like they barely used him throughout the rest of the game. So I thought that was just kind of weird. He got, I mean, I think Zeke did better than him, but Zeke didn't exactly do great. Like, yes, it's against the Bucks rushing defense. So like not Absolutely. much. Yeah, I I want to see Zeke against a, a, an average defense to see. Yeah, I, I just want to see like what what what, they, what is the scheme? What is this? is the yeah. scheme going to stay? Are they really going to keep throwing fifty times a game, or are they going to you know really try to feed Zeke? And if not, I mean, I I I'm, me personally, I think Zeke should be getting more targets. He's definitely versatile in open field. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's lost the ability to be great in open field. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so that. I think they just did that receiving core is so good that they don't they don't really need to use them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's... a lot of times they're down, so they have to throw. And yeah. when they do, I mean, let's be real. Like I, I, Zeke's not a bad option to throw to, but you have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, who is hurt now, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin. Like he has a lot of options to throw to. So by any means, I think that's what I think that's more so what it is. There's so many options. They finally got to. They have a good receiving core. Uh, this is this is not just an average receiving core. This is a really yeah good receiving core in Dallas, and I think you know um, if the defense can pick it up, and they can you know get get these other offenses off the field and get these get their offense rolling more. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of slept on Dallas, but I, we'll, we'll we'll see more week two. They 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 impressed me week one. I will say that. Hey, I slept on I slept on the Raiders, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, the, honestly their defense looked better. It it, it definitely looked like yeah, they it, it at definitely least, improved. I don't know if they improved like talent-wise so too much, but they improved effort-wise because last year they had no effort on defense. They were just yes, slugging it out there. I mean, their corners were weren't running as hard as they could have been. They gave up a lot of yards. This year, it feels like they're way more bought in. I think it has to do with Dak as well, Dak being actually back. They feel like they can win these games. They feel more bought in. I think their defense is definitely improving. It's taking a good step. I will say somebody on the defense that impressed me a lot because they use him in so many different ways, Micah Parsons. Yes, yeah. Micah Parsons for a rookie. I mean, this this guy's flying everywhere. He's playing the run. He's in pass coverage, locking guys up. I mean, he's looking like a very – He's very versatile linebacker for them. I think he looking like a Patrick Queen. Yeah, really, he really is, and that's the scary yeah. thing about it. And don't even get me started. I don't even want to talk about that guy. He was, he was scaring me a lot on Monday night. But uh, big ups to Parsons for sure. Yeah, uh, for your first first NFL game, he played really well. But um, I want I want to I want a a b. Uh, he 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 impressed me. He looked he looked really good. I wouldn't say he's back to himself. But I think this is a step to get him back to where AB was. Yeah. Um, do I think he'll ever be what he was again? I don't think he'll get there. But I think he's capable to be uh, a big a big threat for a lot of these teams in this offense just because this Tampa Bay offense is loaded. Everybody knows this. We saw last year once they finally got everything clicking how loaded this offense is. Um, I think AB is going to outproduce um, 
Mike Evans. I'm going to be honest. I think Mike Evans is probably the worst out of these three receivers in terms of production. And, you know, and I don't think it's that Mike Evans can't get open. It's that there people are that's I think people are really scared of what Mike Evans is capable of. That they don't they're they'll rather let AB and Chris Godwin beat them than Mike Evans beat them because Mike Evans gets hot. He there, there's no stopping him from catching any passes that that Tom Brady will throw to him. So I think it's more so that they want to limit him and let these other guys really kill them the most. But and also just, a lot of his a lot of his passes uh are deep and yes. sometimes Brady just looks for the first open dudes like take it to go and so if you're if they're doing that it's going to be hard to wait for him to get open and then chuck him the ball it's going to take more time for sure um Gronk impressed me Gronk was um, great. Gronk looked really good he looked I mean he looked like he just didn't lose a step I mean yeah. I don't I don't I, is, I don't know is this guy ever going to have a decline I thought I thought last year like okay you, you saw the decline yeah. Then he comes back this year, fully fresh, ready to go. I mean, I don't know, man. T- Tampa Bay, they just picked up right where they left off. Um, I their defense, their secondary had some trouble though. Um, that kind of worried me a little bit because that was the, like a strong point in their defense last year. Other than the pass rush, their secondary was also really good, and it it kind of they were kind of you know a little a little a little iffy against Dallas. I mean, they're only going to get going to go against any better. Yeah, uh, Murphy Bunning got hurt, yeah. which is a big guy in the in the secondary. But I mean, Carlson Davis is, is is if anything, he's a great replacement for him. So I don't I don't think it's like they're using somebody who's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Sorry, just... I, I just noticed you got like Boss Baby in your background. <laughs> <laughs> it's the TV. It's the TV. It's just if, the the regular home screen. Or if whatever. you're watching the video version of this, uh, <laughs> if you're not, go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see boss baby while we're talking about football um that being said oh yeah by the way subscribe like do all that good stuff follow us share to your 1, friends all that good stuff if you look if you've listened this far i assume you're at least somewhat interested in what we got to say so it's like i gotta plug that uh let's jump to some of the other games so eagles eagles falcons there's not much to say the falcons looked surprisingly bad on offense but i'm gonna say low-key it's because that Eagles defense is a little bit slept on. I was saying it in our preview of the divisions. Yes, I was like, this Eagles defense is not bad. It's not bad. Definitely and Jalen Hurts went crazy. And I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be really good. And it is the Falcons defense. So it's a caveat, but he looked really solid. He definitely did. Um, For this to be his audition to be long-term QB, Bravo did a great job. If, if they're not sold yet, I don't know what, I don't know what more they need. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know so what more they need. They're so non-committal on him. Like they keep trying to bring in different dudes. They kept trying to trade for Watson. It's like just believe in your guy. Like yeah, I, I mean, he has. I mean, he showed that he's capable to get the job done with his receiving core, and yeah. he doesn't have you no know, top ten, top fifteen receiving core. I mean, he has a young receiving core who's just a lot of speed with them. Um, I think that's going to be a uh, their advantage is that they have a lot of speed with these receivers, Quest. Devonte and Jalen, they're all really fast. All three of these guys are really fast. Yeah. I mean, if Jalen's able to get the ball deep downfield to him, I don't know, man. It's, it, it, this Eagles offense might be a little scary, let alone Miles Sanders looked really good. Kenneth Gainwell looks like he played his role perfect. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be seeing more of him and less of Boston Scott, but it, it seemed that way. 
It's definitely seemed that way. Yeah. And look, I mean, they traded up to get Jalen Hurts, and now they're trying to get rid of him. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in, in Philadelphia, but look, I mean, he's he keeps proving time and time again why you should believe in him. He throws and he runs. He can, I mean, I, I think I said it last year, like he kind of has shades of like being a, a dollar store Lamar Jackson, right? Like mm-hmm. He, he can do both. He can't run as good, but he can he can still throw, uh, possibly throw better. And you know he he's 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 just he makes winning plays for the most part. You know he he does what he can to make his team win. For the Falcons, Matt Ryan, his decision to not target Calvin Ridley on every single play confused me because like come on like <laughs> we all know Calvin Ridley's getting open nine nine yeah. out of ten times he's getting open. Even there's not many guys. Open. Yeah, there's not many guys in the NFL that can guard Calvin Ridley. So, Honestly, even when he's doubled, I'd prefer Matt Ryan just chuck it to him somehow. Just yeah, it'll get there. He's accurate. <laughs> Calvin really will jump up and get it. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin really is, is capable to get the job done by any means if you force yeah. feed him. That's a guy that they definitely should be force feeding. Um, I'm also not, not big... saying this because I have my on my fantasy team, although <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, not a big game from Kyle Pitts, but a, definitely a decent game for a rookie tight end. I mean. Yeah. I think people are a little too excited, and this was like kind of like okay, let's come back down to earth a little bit because he's yeah. still a rookie. He still needs to learn this pace of the NFL, the physicality of it, you know. But I, I think he definitely held his own. He definitely did. He did pretty good. Did pretty good. But um, I'm waiting for that when he has that one game. That explosion game is going to be big. Yeah, I think that's really going to be the thing. His blow up game is going to be really big. And tight so, ends um, usually they don't go crazy. Uh, until their second or third season. I mean, Kittle mm-hmm. it happened with Kittle, happened with Kelsey. Even tight ends usually they need the need they need to add the bulk to their body to be able to block yes. effectively and be able to catch effectively against linebackers. Without the bulk right now for Kyle Pitts, he's kind of just like a glorified taller wide receiver. That's kind of how they're using him too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out Young Waku scored all the Falcons points once again, carrying the entire <laughs> team. <laughs> Uh, let's go. Let's go to Steelers, Steelers and um, the Bills. That was an interesting game. I look, the Bills choked. I'll just put her out there. Yeah, they, they that they, was a yeah, choke job, big time. Um, I would say this is a very um subpar performance for Josh Allen compared to what we're NFL is used to, and NFL fans are used to what we're used to seeing. This is this isn't his best performance, and I don't know if it's that this. Steel's defense is that good, or they were just having some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he definitely got pressure a lot. I know he, I see he got sacked three times. Um, I mean, everybody knows Steel's pass rush is amazing. Yeah. Um, a, a big time player on that pass rush, new addition, Melvin Ingram. I mean, they're 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 using him all different type of ways. He's stunting. He's kind of lined up at he's kind of lined up as like a hybrid linebacker. He's coming in, wrapping around, coming to the middle, getting getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh. Great addition. I think that the Chargers definitely should have tried to keep him. I don't know why they let him go so easy. But um, he's with a team that was already loaded on defense, and he's just making it look even better. Yep. Um, I will say that the Bills had this game down packed up until I would say the pivotal point was the block punt. After yeah. that, black, that block punt, it was like, okay, the Steelers finally got the ball rolling. The momentum switched. You felt it. Everybody could tell. It was just like the juice finally – arrived for the offense um not not a crazy game for big ben but i mean 
I don't really ex- expect much. Um, Najee Harris had a decent game. Not nothing crazy. I mean, he averaged two point eight yards a carry, but I think they were kind of were trying to force him a, a little bit too much. I think they could have opened spread it up, spread it out a little more. But um, I mean, they got the job done. They won the game, so I can't really say much. I mean, yeah, I think they just got a big praises to the defense for holding Josh Allen to this very, very not Josh Allen performance of what he what, he, what we're used to. Yeah, the Steelers line is bad, so I mean that that kind of lowers Najee Harris's. Um, yeah. 1,000%. Ceiling on running. But at the same time, I mean, Ben gets the ball out so quick. They're doing what we kind of said they were going to do yeah. earlier. We know the line's bad, so they kind of have to throw it quick. Uh, the Bills weren't able to take advantage of that, and I mean, that's, that's on them. I mean, they did good in the first half, but that second half, you're right. Once they, once they got that block punt, the entire game just – it just, felt completely different. Yeah, it was a completely different football game. Immediately. And Josh Allen threw 51 times. I mean, that is crazy. He's probably going to average 50 attempts a game. Yeah. <laughs> like, Devin Singletary actually did decent on his runs. I thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more. More, um, for sure. But, like, okay, Josh Allen threw 51 times, completed 30 passes for 270 yards. I hate to do this, but people who say Lamar Jackson can't throw, he threw the ball 30 times and got 235 yards. So if you're saying Lamar can't throw, I guess you're saying Josh Allen can't That's throw either. Throw right? either. Yeah, so this, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really play both sides. You got you just got to spade, call a spade a spade. That's what you got to do. <laughs> uh, I had to sneak in my Lamar praise because I weren't there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Josh Allen is uh, – this was a down game for him, but I still don't think it was a horrible game. I mean – you know, he still – that fumble was – that fumble was yeah. pretty bad. That, yeah, that, that fumble was pretty bad. bad. That fumble was bad. But yeah, I, I think – shoot, I mean, I'm not sure if Cole Beasley should be getting 13, 13. targets again. Yeah, I, I think they need to spread it out some. Yeah. Uh, They definitely need to get Gabriel Davis more targets. Yes. He's yeah. way – he's way better than what they're using him. I think he yeah. – he can, he can explode to be a number two option with, with his offense if they know how – if they just give him the ball more. Yeah. Yep. I, I think, think it's more so that. Go ahead. Again. I I was I think it's more so they just need to build his confidence. Yeah. Let him let him let him let him get a feel for the game. Really, they don't really give him the ball enough to you know get a really a good feel for the game. But um. Yeah, he had two yeah. receptions for forty yards and one touchdown. It was a long touchdown too. He honestly could and should overtake Emmanuel Sanders at some point, or even Cole yes. Beasley. Uh, Cole Beasley is unvaccinated so if he gets COVID he's out for two weeks so that's probably Gabriel Davis's moment to step in um if that happens god forbid uh but yeah I mean that's basically oh Dawson Knox looked pretty good yeah I'm surprised by that four four targets four catches yep I mean you can't really ask much more from your tight end whenever you throw the ball you you need to catch you know get yards as much as you can you average 10 yards to catch so I mean that's that's pretty good for a tight end I would say um yeah and yeah, the Steelers defense is legit. I mean, that's yeah, everybody knows that. It's no, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Pass rush is legit. Secondary is is Banks really on that pass rush? But I mean, when you got Minka Fitzpatrick back there leading that secondary, they're going to be good anyway. So I expect the Bills to bounce back, but we'll see next week. We'll, we'll be able to tell a little more. This is just the week one, so a lot of these are yeah. just we're trying we're extra, extrapolating. Jets Panthers. I'll be honest. I didn't watch this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guys, I didn't watch one down of this game. I, I had no, I had no interest in watching this game. 
I saw some highlights, saw some clips. Um, I, th- I think just both teams just looked very mediocre, and it was just a two mediocre teams kind of fighting, and this was really just a Sam Donald revenge game. Um, I believe the Panthers went up 16-0, and then they kind of – Yeah, they kind of – They, they were off the they break. Were, yeah. And then they kind of let the Jets come back, and they they kind of squeaked out towards the end. Christian McCaffrey looked great, I mean, from the stats. I didn't watch the game. 98 yards receiving, 89 yards uh, – or 98 yards rushing, 89 yards receiving. That was really good. Um, I expect, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore to do their thing. They did their thing, uh, apparently. And, shoot, I mean, I'm a little worried about the Panthers' defense if they're letting Zach Wilson Listen. throw bombs on him. But – Shoot, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was <laughs> I wouldn't I don't want to say it's garbage time because it was like half time, but like the Panthers were just they were up 16 and they were like, Yeah, we got uh, we, yeah, we got, got this game in the bag and we kind of themselves relaxed too start, much. Probably I mean to to what it looks like, they probably just let them start picking them apart and they just let them get a little confidence. And then you know, you can let any any NFL team gets a little bit of confidence, they're gonna start, they're gonna start, you know, running it up on you just a little bit. It's can't yeah, be. I mean, they, they, they are pros. They are definitely professionals. They're great at what they do. They're there for a reason. So you let any of these guys get any confidence, they're just going to start going away, going away, going away. Yep. Um, I was I, very surprised the Vikings lost to the Bengals. Yes. And I will say the, really the, the, the Vikings let up a little bit too early, too. Yeah. I, I think – what was the lead? I think they were – I got it. I can I can check it. I, I think at some point they were up. Um, by a good a good margin, and they just kind of just let the game slip away. Um, I mean, shout on. out Joe Burrow for sticking with it. I think he looked really good. Jamar Chase, for all the bad stuff we've heard about him, even from the Bengals' own beat reporters, the the Bengals' own reporters were saying Jamar Chase looks bad. He can't catch the ball. He can't separate. He showed up big. He showed up big. I mean, silence all the haters. One thousand percent. Um, and T Higgins looked good. I mean, shoot, I, I was just so surprised at how bad the Vikings defense looked. Defense like, I thought it was, I didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> like, actually, I had it backwards. The Bengals went, were up 21 7. Yeah, I didn't, I, I had it backwards. I, I, did, I didn't watch the game. I just thought that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess the Bengals defense were they were looking pretty good, and I guess they just let up a little bit and they let the Vikings come back. They ended up squeezing it in overtime. I did watch overtime of that game. Um, it was kind of sloppy a little bit, I would say that overtime. But um, the Bengals just ended up squeezing it out. They were able to get in field goal range and they got the job done. Neither team wanted to win. They were both in yeah. overtime. They both were just handing the ball off to each other basically, like until yeah, the Bengals were like, "I right, just kick it." Yeah. But I, I'm just, I, I'm just in shock that the Bengals are at the top of the AFC North right now. Hey, one and zero, one and zero. Oh, and one teams are better. <laughs> All right, San Francisco, Detroit. I mean, this is for the most part complete domination by San Francisco until like the the third and fourth quarter. The Lions just came back, like they just came roaring back and almost tied yeah. the game. I actually watched this game because I had. Uh... I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on with Brandon Ayuk. I was like, "Where, where, where? What happened to Brandon Ayuk? Where'd he go?" We gotta talk about that. Kyle Shanahan yeah. today came out and was talking about how Ayuk needs to beat the person behind him before he can play more. At first, they were saying, "Oh, it's because he had a hamstring injury, so they're taking him easy." 
But then Kyle Shanahan himself came out and was basically saying, Brandon Ayuk can't even beat out Trent Sherfield, in my opinion. So why should he play more than Trent? And it's like, come on, bro. Like, Brandon Ayuk, anybody that watches football knows that Brandon knows Ayuk is better than Trent Sherfield. Like, yes. no, no disrespect to Trent. But Ayuk is that guy. And they drafted him high, too. Like, Use are you just not going Like, um, I remember, I remember while I was watching this game, uh, Niners were up 38 to 10. Yep. You see the final score was 41-33. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess, I don't know if they let their twos in. I don't, I couldn't really tell. I don't know what happened. Um, but that, that fourth quarter, that last, literally the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, the, 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 the Lions just scored back to back to back. And I was like, oh, what the, we got a game. Yeah. I, I guess we got a game. Um, Debo fumbled and probably would have scored. They probably would have scored in that drive if he didn't fumble. They were in the red zone. He fumbled in the red zone. And Lions ended up getting the ball back, and they went and scored. Um, I, I don't know. It was really weird. It was like a weird momentum shift. And I was like, uh, hold on. Are the Lions going to win this game? Or are they – is this really going to happen? They're going to pull this unthought, unthinkable comeback. What the hell? Week one, what's going on? Um this game was definitely entertaining just for that fact that they were coming back and the, the Niners were kind of in a panic mode. They were like, oh, let, let's 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 dial back in. Let's let's lock it back in because the Lions are kind of, you know, they're getting there. <laughs> yeah, sadly, Raheem Mostert got hurt, um, but the Niners are so deep at running back. I don't expect their running backs to suffer, but they're probably going to go committee. They just signed uh, Isaiah Cannon off practice squad or to their practice squad. And another thing I was surprising was Trey Sermon being inactive because it's a healthy scratch for the game. Yeah, healthy scratch. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I didn't hear any reasoning behind it. I don't know what the deal is. I don't well, know what's going on. I think it's just that Kyle Shanahan did not expect Raheem Mostert to get hurt because he he had Elijah Mitchell in the game and he also had um, Jamichael Hasty. They both play special teams. Sermon doesn't play special teams. Yeah. So I think he wanted, you know, his backup running backs to at least be special teams if if nothing else. Yeah. And I mean, he could have used <laughs> they could have used Trey Sermon in his game, could could have gotten some reps here, but um Elijah Mitchell, I believe he was a a sixth round pick. Yeah, he showed out a couple um, years ago. And Shanahan loves getting like guys that are like undrafted or not known about live for it. This guy bangin', lives bangin for the up. he lives for this story. He every time he finds a guy, he had a guy in uh Atlanta. It was Edo, I think it was Edo Smith was a guy. Yep. That was his guy in Atlanta. It was Edo Smith. And now he has a new one. And it's Eli Mitchell. And and, and everybody's saying, look, this is this is RB1 for the, the Niners. I'm like, I mean, Trey Sermon's there. There's no way he could really be RB1, right? But I mean, he comes in the game, he I think he, he ran for 100, 100 plus yards and had a touchdown. I mean, yep. you, you you can't say that. You can't rely on him. He's definitely reliable for sure. So I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I definitely expect Sermon to be in the rotation this week. Um, if he's not, then that's definitely a big concern. Uh definitely be a lot of red flags with that. Um Yeah. And the the Niners, the Niners conditioning staff needs to be fired as well because they they cannot they keep getting injured like everywhere. Yeah. On every injuries position, constantly, like every position on offense and defense, they keep getting injured. They need to fire whoever's conditioning their team. 
So do the Ravens. Um, but yeah, honestly, if Trey Sermon doesn't play, either Kyle Shanahan hates third round picks and higher, or uh, something's going on behind the scenes and just, yeah, we don't just putting him about. in the doghouse. Yep. 1,000%. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston. I think everyone was very surprised that the Houston won this game, or so dominantly, I should say. Yeah. This is uh this is definitely a, a Tyrod Taylor show. Um he uh he he really surprised me. I mean, I, I understand I by any means I know Tyrod Taylor is is actually way better than what a lot of people put out to put him out to be. But um he looked surprisingly really good in this game. Like he looked on point, sharp. He's evading sacks and throwing bombs to Brandon Cooks. I mean, I it just, it, I don't know if it was more so the Jaguars defense is so bad. And the Jaguars and the team or hold is so bad, or is Houston really not as bad as we think they're going to be? Are they? Are they really? Could they? Could they possibly strive without Deshaun Watson? Is it capable? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. But I, you know, Urban Meyer, I don't know what he's doing with this team, man. It, his Dave Coley was—he's a first-time head coach. Urban Meyer has been a head coach, not for a football NFL football team, but he's been a head coach of a football team. He got out-coached, in my opinion, in this game, like. That should not be happening. Like, One thousand percent. Um, I would say that uh, Trevor Lawrence definitely needs. You could tell that he needs to get adjusted to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think the game speed and how just how fast defenses are, I think that surprised him because uh, the Texas defense isn't the best. They're you know probably not even a top twenty defense in the NFL. But I think just he's just not acclimated to that speed of the NFL in general. And this yeah. was a big kind of surprise to him, like, oh, okay, let me kind of, you know, reel it in and actually lock it in and really see how good, crazy this NFL is. Yeah, that's something that kind of happens with most rookies. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow kind of started off a little bit rough last year. Oh, yeah. Most most starting rookie quarterbacks, quarterbacks struggle. have struggled. Yeah. He also threw the ball 51 times. <laughs> They were behind, so it made sense. It's not like the Bills where they threw they throw while they're up, which hurts their clock management. Uh, but yeah, Urban Meyer needs to step up and do his thing. Seattle, say, Indiana, um, Seattle just crushed Andy. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh no, I was I was gonna just, I was gonna bring up the uh, the whole James Robinson and uh, Carlos Hyde thing. I don't really go. I don't really know what's going on there. It's kind of strange to me, but ah. Uh, I, I guess Urban yeah. Meyer, something going on that we don't know about. I, I said this before we started recording, but I hate that teams are trying to force a running back by committee on some of their some of their teams because a lot of teams don't have the, the depth to do a true running back by committee. You're only supposed to do running back by committee if your running backs are near the same level, right? Yeah, 1,000%. If you have Carlos Hyde, who, no offense to Carlos Hyde, is significantly worse than James Robinson, he should not be – getting more rushing attempts than James Robinson. Simple as that. To me, this kind of reeks of, of nepotism on Urban Meyer's part because he Carlos Hyde used to play with Urban Meyer back in college. Yeah. And it, it's just like – it's kind of the same reason he gave Tim Tebow a shot just because he, 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 he worked he, with he him. Likes his, he likes his guys that he knows. He loves his guys. Yeah. He's going to give all his guys a chance by any means. Yeah, but it's doing a disservice to the team and honestly – do his own job like he yeah. this is negatively affecting him him and his own job 
Right. And 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 it could and it really honestly it could affect possibly their best running back on their roster. Not even possibly, he's definitely the best running back on their roster. Um, this could really shoot at James Robinson's confidence. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure what he's got going on there, but hey. Yeah, give James Robinson more snaps, please, please. Um, and shoot, throwing the ball a couple times too. Like, don't be scared. He can catch yeah. a little bit. He's definitely capable to catch out of the backfield, one thousand percent. I just, I also don't. I feel we all we we always talk about this every time we bring up the Jags. But why did they go ETN in the first round when you have James Robinson? Like, it was just it's such a dumb decision from the start. Urban Meyer just from the start has not given me any hope yeah. for this team. Not at all. Seattle, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Shoot, I mean they just kind of crushed the Colts here. It's not. I, yeah, I didn't see the game much, but. It, it it I saw some highlights from just uh when I was watching some other games over the weekend and uh they were just kind of showing clips of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just looked really on point and he just him and Tyler Lockett just looked like they were kind of already in I wouldn't say mid season form but they they already look kind of warmed up. You know most guys that are kind of not even old just most guys that just need to get used to the NFL and just get back into that that rhythm of things. But it looks like I mean they're not really missing a beat. Tyler Lockett was still fast. He's still being safety. He's still being corners. Russell Wilson's Jesus. I think he had the prettiest throw I saw all weekend. That that second touchdown ball on the uh, Tyler Lockett. My God. I mean, the, the the ball was a perfect spiral throughout the whole way in the air. Uh, it didn't duck one time. Perfect spiral. It was just tight spiral. It was beautiful. Um, we know like Russell said, Wilson can do it. We just yeah. don't know if he can do it for the entire season. Entire season. Right, because he usually goes crazy in the first half, and the second half something happens, and they kind of go away from what Russell Wilson. And and I and I feel like it's not really him; it's more so scheme wise. Yeah, they change this. They change their scheme in the second half of the season. It's like, hey, I know these. I know passing the ball so much and us abusing our great receiving core was so good. You know, let's let's go ahead and run the ball with Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and DJ Dallas. Let's go ahead and get these guys some carries. And it's like. What what are you really doing? Are you trying to intentionally lose games? Like I don't. Are you trying to get that? Are you trying to intentionally get that last seed in the playoffs? Because you know more than likely, this whole honestly, this whole division could make the playoffs. Their whole division can honestly make the whole NFC. And it seems like that he just tries to push for that last seed so they can get an easier first game. I mean, it's not a bad strategy, but I mean, come on, unless you guys dominate for. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's confusing. Pete Carroll just loves running the ball because they won a ring when they were a run first team but yeah you got to play to your talent like you now right now you have a top a top quarterback in the league and a top receiving core in the league you gotta you gotta throw and pass more yeah, I, I just hope this continues for the whole season cardinals tennessee this is the most surprising game to me i think i said that on like three different times but this is incredibly surprising to me i did not expect a blowout 38 to 13 no, not at all um i would say kyle murray kind of showed like hey i'm 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 really good and you guys are going to stop trying to like belittle me a little bit because he's yep. an undersized quarterback and a lot of people don't believe in him but he showed hey i'm capable to run pass he's just capable to do it all um i think tennessee imploding was kind of scary to me. Yeah. Um, the line looked really, really bad. Chandler Jones ate them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, 
Yeah, Chandler Jones. Look, let me, let me, let me. Five sacks, two forced fumbles. He looks in midseason form, by any means. It, it, he doesn't look like he's gonna lose a beat. Yeah. If he keeps on pace with this, I mean, she's DPOY is gonna be. Yeah, and and then at that, it's gonna make this Cardinals Crosby. defense scary. Yep. Um, and that's something I didn't think I would be saying or we would, I would be agreeing on either that the Cardinals defense would look scary. But shoot, I mean Chandler Jones. I know he wanted to leave, but there's no way the Cardinals are going to let him leave after this. No, not at all. He, he almost single-handedly, like, shut down Derrick Henry. Like, that's a very difficult thing to do. He had help, obviously, but, like, he was doing a lot of the work on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was so inefficient in this game. 17 carries for 58 yards. That is a horrible game for Derrick Henry. Absolutely horrible. Uh, he was used to catch the ball a little, a little bit, which was interesting. I – I want to see him go in that direction a little more to be a better a better pass catcher. But at halftime, Derrick Henry had 10 carries for nine yards. Like, it was bad. <laughs> and, and, I, and then he ended 17 for 58. And it's just – that's not very Derrick Henry-like. It, you know, it kind of seemed like, I mean, Arizona just had him bottled up and he couldn't really get a flow. Um, I think that's going to be a big thing that a lot of teams realize that if you kind of keep Derrick Henry bottled up in that first half, it's kind of hard for him to get started going because it takes a little while for him to get going. So once you, if you don't let really let him get started, he'll never really get the engine moving. Um, yeah, the Ravens kind of exposed that in their playoff game last year, and I was like, teams are probably going to use it against them more, and they are. They're kind of using what the Ravens did, and I mean, Derrick Henry gets better when it gets colder. I mean, this is yeah, everybody <laughs> this is knows what this. It is. Yeah, he gets better as the season goes on. So I don't expect it to be like this the whole year at all. What do you think of AJ and Julio? Um, okay. It seems that Julio and Ryan Tannehill definitely need to get on, on with get need to get some more chemistry with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's more so that Julio Ryan Tannehill is expecting Julio to be in spots, and Julio is kind of like so used to how Matt Ryan throws him the ball. Yeah, that he has kind of get he has to get acclimated more. Um, I think that eventually they'll be good. I think it's just going to take more reps. More time. I, nobody, you can't say that they will be amazing right off the back. Nobody is going to do that immediately. Yeah, a shout out to the Cardinals. They, they played an amazing game. Uh, Chargers, Washington. I'm going to shout out Washington for having the heart to stay in this game. I'm going to say it here, first and foremost. I think Taylor Heineke should be their starting quarterback. Yes. Admit it. I think he's going to lead this team to the division. <laughs> To a uh, to winning their division eventually, and he's going to get him possibly a playoff win. This kid is look. I I said Ryan, I said Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to do it, but like, shoot. I mean, they Heineke seems like a better fit for this team. I feel like he knows the team better. He was actually doing more uh, than Fitzpatrick offensively. Fitzpatrick was three of six for thirteen yards before he got hurt. Taylor Heineke was eleven of fifteen for one twenty two and and a touchdown. He also had three carries for 17 yards. He's mobile. He's young. He can throw. He has good chemistry. He knows where his guys are going to be. Terry McLaurin had a better game with Heineke in the game than he did with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And obviously, it's not an indication on Fitzpatrick being bad. It's just, you know, they don't have chemistry together and all that stuff. It would take a while to build up. But Heineke got the chemistry right now. Heineke's going to win him games, in my opinion. And when he was in the game, I felt like they had a much better chance to win. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm just over here looking at the stats. 
I, I, I believe he came in and started seven for nine. Yep. And I think that was like his first two drives. He came in hot, came in slinging. Um, I would definitely say that he has some improviser skills. He's very, he, he's, he's capable just to make a play happen when he needed to get done. If everything breaks up, he's capable to make something happen where he can just kind of move guys around. And he's like, hey, somebody go here, somebody go there. And then he's able to dump it off to him. Um, I think the reason why they lost this game was that Antonio Gibson fumble, which was yeah. big. But, um, I mean, they fought. And, uh, and this is a really good Chargers team. And this is only shows you how good that Washington football team really is. And that people kind of I mean, need to wake up and realize yeah. how good they are. They contained Herbert and all these weapons to only 20 points. Like, that's pretty good for the defense. And they scored 16 points on the Chargers' defense, which is – it slept on, in my opinion. I think it's a really solid defense. Gibson looked really good. I think if they wanted to turn him into Christian McCaffrey, they could. It's possible, for sure. He just needs to hang on to the ball more because yeah. he had a fumble. That fumble was really costly. But he also had, like, a near fumble at one point in the game. Like, it kind of slipped out of bounds. So it was like, ah, whatever. But, like, if, if that was in the middle of the field, that would have looked really, really bad. Um, yeah, Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to thrive with Taylor Heineke. Mike Williams was – I was very surprised that he had, a, like, so much chemistry with Justin Herbert because I feel like they haven't played – we haven't seen him much together. Uh, but immediately it's clicked and yeah. he's flinging him all over the place. And Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen. Everybody knows how Keenan Allen is. He's going to be the guy. Um, I think it's more so – Jared Cook surprised me as well. He came in and just clicked. Yep. It was like, you know, he came in, he knew his role, he knew his job. I thought they relaxed him at that tiny position that Hunter Henry's gone. But it seemed like, you know, he's just, he's capable to get the job done. I mean, Jared Cook is a good veteran. Sure. I'm not surprised, but I think I'm more so surprised at how quick him and Herbert clicked. Yep. All right, so Cleveland, Kansas City. I know this is one of, like, the best games of the week, but I actually didn't catch a single snap of it. I was just – in awe watching Jameis Winston. <laughs> I'm only one man. I can only catch so many games. But, I mean, from what I saw from the box score watching, the Browns kind of went up big early on, and slowly Mahomes does what Mahomes does, I assume, and just threw him back into the game. I know I, I did see – actually, I did tune in for uh, for one play. I saw the t- I saw the 75-yard bomb of Tyreek Hill, and I turned off TV. I was like, this game's over. Like, I, I, sw- I switched games immediately. I was like, yeah, the – it, it felt completely different after he did yeah. that. I was like, there's no way. Um, so I actually watched this game. Uh, I would say that Cleveland came out strong. They came out really strong. They kind of just they kind of just came and punched Kansas City in the mouth. And they're like, hey, we're here. We're not a slouch anymore. You know, let, we're, we're trying to change the tradition in Cleveland. And by any means, I, I think that this Cleveland team will be a problem. Um, the defense – I think the second the secondaries really surprised me the most. I knew the deep, I knew the pass was going to be good. I know they have decent linebackers. I wasn't really worried about that. I was a little worried about their secondary, and the secondary kind of really stepped up. Um, I would say that uh, Mahomes didn't necessarily struggle, but in the red zone he struggled. And mm-hmm. I know that's not a, really a big thing for him. Usually, you know, in the red zone they kind of they get they find a play, they get things moving, they get things rolling, and it's, they get in the end zone quick. Yeah, but it seemed like. Yeah, using Kelsey, Kelsey's able to get in the end zone, but it seemed like, you know, it took him away and Mahomes was struggling a little bit and they couldn't really get the ball rolling early on. Um, There's even a time on fourth down, Mahomes was like, hey, can I, can I, can I, can I go for it? We're going to go down. And I think at one point, it might've been down, uh, let me check. I believe they were, they were, I don't know if they were going to be down two touchdowns at this point or if they were, um, 
Yes. It, they were up, they were down 8-0. And he knew that if they kicked a field goal, that Cleveland was going to score. He knew that they couldn't stop Cleveland from scoring. So um he's kind of he's kind of looking at Andy Reid. He's like, hey, can I can I can I get this? And he called him over, like, hey, let's just take our three. Which really shocked me because I think, you know, when Mahomes just say, hey, let me get it, he obviously I wouldn't question what he's trying to do. I think he kind of knew that Cleveland's gonna score. The offense is really good. But uh, I guess they didn't. I, don't, I guess they didn't trust them, or they just kind of wanted to play it safe. I don't know what it was. It seemed like a, a decent decision because they they won by four. Yeah, they won by four. So at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. Yeah. But I think early on they could have definitely probably pulled away earlier, but they probably yeah. just let Mahomes go and score on that first drive instead of settling for three. Yeah, I mean, this Kansas City team is just it's un. They're for the most part they're unstoppable, right? Yeah. I mean. Something I, I will say, though, is that, look, the Browns just continue to look better without Odell. They didn't have Odell. He has, like, a mystery injury. I don't know what's going on. They didn't disclose it until literally before the game, and then now he's also out for next week. They already ruled yes. him out. Like, it's it's recording this on Wednesday. They ruled him out already. Like, that's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know what's going on there, uh, but – Shoot, I mean Jarvis Landry stepped up. Jarvis Landry is that guy. Oh, big time. He's big time. Guy. He's definitely that guy. I, I, I would, I would never doubt him. Uh, David Njoku, big comeback game. Yeah. Um, I know he only had three catches, but he had three big catches, and it was like holy moly. So he's he's very he's still really explosive. I think that kind of a, a lot of teams and a lot of people kind of forgot how good David Njoku is. He's very athletic and he's capable to rise up and catch catch the ball whenever they need him to. Yep. So um. You know. And Cleveland is an example of a team that I like to see use a committee because they have Chubb and Hunt, and they're Hunt, both exactly. It's like this. This is when this you committee, using a committee makes sense. Yeah, this committee makes sense. Uh, Claude Edwards Elaire, how did he do? Because I, I see he has fourteen carries for forty three yards. Um. Okay, I will say that in the he 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 strived more at pass catching than running this game. Yeah. But that's more so that Cleveland's front four is really good, more than just that he didn't he couldn't really get developed. I think Cleveland front four is really just that good that it's yeah. it's not that it's not that easy to run the ball on them. I think a lot of teams are going to struggle trying to run the ball on them. So I think it's more that than him not being capable to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh well, I mean, shoot, I, I I expect him to improve. He he was really bad in the red zone last year. Like I believe he was one of the worst running backs in the yeah. red zone. Uh, but I mean, I don't know if he exactly got there and was able to to make any plays. But if you're telling me they were struggling in the red zone, I assume Clyde Edwards-Alaire was also struggling again. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all I got to say on on that. Let's talk about this defensive <laughs> defensive uh, deadlock right here between Miami and New England. Yeah, seventeen sixteen. Goodness. Um, I caught some glimpses of this game. I didn't really watch this game. It was, I tried to watch it because I wanted to see uh Tua, but um, you know, after the first couple of draws, I was like, ah, eh, I can see where this game is going to go. It's going to be a defensive game. I, I kind of tuned on some somewhere else, but um, looking from the box score, I mean, Tua didn't have a crazy game, but he had a pretty good game. He 16 for 27, 202 and a touchdown. I mean, he did throw a pick, which is not you know always not the best, but he also ran for a touchdown, which is. Surprising to me, um, Miles Gaskin. He looked really, he looked really well. Box score watching nine nine carries, forty nine yards, five point four carry. Can we really ask more from somebody? 
This is another committee that I don't understand, though, because Savan Ahmed, he should just be the pass catching back because he had three carries for four yards, did mm-hmm. not look good on the ground. Malcolm Brown is basically just their power back. He, he was averaging three yards a carry. He wasn't doing that much. Miles Gaskin was the guy in the backfield. I think he needs to be used even more because uh, he can pass catch and he can run. Like yes. he, he was the best at doing both. So this is a case of eh, chill on the committee a little bit more. Let Miles Gaskin get some more work in. Um, and same with New England, kind of. But James White is just so good at catching the ball. I mean, he had, he had six receptions. Yeah, it's, 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 hard. it's hard not to use him in the pass catching. Yeah. He's capable to do what he does. Damian Harris had a great game on the, on the ground, though. Yes, 23 carries, 100 yards. 100 yards. Mac Jones, I thought he, I thought he showed some flashes for sure. I think definitely he has flashes, but he also looked like a rookie out there. Yeah, lot, which is expected. I mean, this is his first game. Yeah, one thousand percent. I will. Th- I will say that he did better than what I expected. Yeah. I did not expect him to do this good. I think he did better than what everybody expected. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna you know I'm gonna be watching Mac Jones a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that uh, Nelson Aguilar is trying to revive his career. It yeah. seems like every everywhere he goes, he just seems like that guy. Now I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, it seemed like he couldn't catch a pass in Philly. Went to the Raiders. He seemed like he'd catch everything. Now he's New England catching everything. Um, I mean, you can't really you can't really knock his ability. Everybody knows Dustin Aguilar is just a really a speed guy, but his the main thing was that he drops a lot of passes. But I guess after that last year in Philly, he worked on it. Stronger hands. I mean, his ability is already there. So all he needed to do was get stronger hands, and now you see how good he is. Credit to him. He didn't fold when everyone was destroying him on social media. He just took it, and he kept going silently. He was working in the background. I respect it. I mean, now Snaggle, he, he, he did really good this game, 5-7, of seven, uh, 72 yards and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers looked good as well. Uh, I thought they should have maybe targeted him deep a little more, but, you know, yeah. I think he did good for what he was uh, for what he was given. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, that's a great tight end duo. Same I mean, duo. If they're Jeez. healthy, shoot, I mean, they're good. Mac Jones is set up for yeah, I think he's set up for some success here. If if he yeah, can just gel with this, gel with the offense more. Okay. I don't think anyone expected a 38 to 3 blowout from the Saints Packers game at all. Might I say, this is Aaron Rodgers' worst week one in his career. Yeah. I mean, 15, 28, 15 for 28, 133 yards and two picks. I mean, Usually, you, I mean, I, I don't remember. I really don't remember the last time I saw Aaron Rodgers throw two picks in a game. I'm gonna be honest with you. One every, I, I, I know he throws one every now and then, but two in one game, and especially in week one, this, this was a shocker to me. And it seemed like the whole offense was, was bad. I mean, Aaron Jones, five carries, nine yards, average one, uh, 1.8 a carry. Uh, AJ Dillon looked like, I mean, to me, from Boston watching, he was the best back. Four carries, 19 yards, four, four yards a carry. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Tunyon, I, I saw they were trying to target him a lot, and he couldn't really do much. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't score surprisingly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I guess they just couldn't click. I think it was a uh, just a a really a big uh, eye opener for this Green Bay team. Like, hey, let's kind of lock it in. Let's let's get let's 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 get our stuff together. Let's really reel it in and play how we should play. And I hate to do this, but it kind of makes you question how much, how hard was Aaron Rodgers working in the offseason, mm-hmm. right? He comes out and puts up this dud. 
Because, like, yeah, like you said, like, he is very picky with his passes. He very rarely throws two interceptions in a game. If he doesn't like what, what's on the field, he'd rather chuck it out than throw an interception, right? That's 1,000%. That's, that's the player he is. And he's been knocked for it at times, which I think is kind of stupid. But, I mean, he doesn't like to turn the ball over. <laughs> James Winston, on the other hand, was a guy who would always turn the ball over, and he completely flipped completely flipped his entire 1000% area like you know what this is this is why like where you're drafted is just as important as like your own skills because James Winston when he was drafted at the Buccaneers I just feel like he had no leadership nobody nobody mentoring him telling him what to do he everyone labeled him a bust said his career was over he he goes to New Orleans he takes the job from Taysom Hill the guy they were building up to be the next quarterback, he took the job from him because he he sat there with Drew Brees. He he got mentored by Drew Brees, and he he realized, look, if I'm getting sw- if I'm getting swarmed, I'm not just gonna chuck it up there and be like, I Godwin's out there somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't just do that. And so Brees taught him be smart with the ball. You know, pick pick your uh, pick your opportunities. If nobody's open, throw it out. It's okay. Like, and. I feel like, you know, James Winston early in his career was trying to play hero ball so much. Yes, absolutely. But now he trusts his team so much that, you know, with Kamara in the backfield, he he trusts his offense so much that he's he's cool with throwing it out of bounds. And the broadcast was praising it the entire time, and I was here for it. I love seeing James Winston do good. Yes. Um, I would say he definitely had a very strange stat line. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the last time I saw a quarterback throw under 200 or at least 250 and have five touchdowns. Yeah. This guy had five touchdowns with 148 yards. Yeah. Um, I guess he would say that was just mainly because Alvin Kamara just was Alvin Kamara, and he's just getting the ball downfield. He's getting him in the red zone. He's just uh, capable to get these quick five, ten-yard passes to the end and zone. James ran it, too. Yes, he did. Six carries for 37 yards, which is not, not really surprising. I would say surprising now. Early career, no, but at this point in his career, he's still mobile like that. Yeah, that that's that's a little scary. I thought, um, yeah, Kamara was great. Uh, Tony Jones, I think, was a really solid backup. I definitely, yeah, he outperformed Latavius Murray in preseason, and yes, dude, I mean, he outperformed him in regular season so far, right? <laughs> um, I think he did a really solid job. He's a really solid backup. Uh, his. And Jameis Winston, there's no number one receiver right now in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He was just chucking it to whoever was open. And I think that that mentality, I feel like it helps quarterbacks so much because now they don't feel pressured by anybody. Somebody to throw, to give them the ball. I have That's to give this guy the ball. Yeah, it's like I, I don't have to force my, uh, force my passes to this dude just because he'll yell at me afterwards in the huddle, um, which is why I was saying the Browns look better without Odell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, James Winston, he's playing free but at the same time. He's playing controlled. You know, it, it's a very, he's walking a fine line. He's doing really good. And the Saints defense mm-hmm. looked so good. They looked really, really, really good. good. Yeah. The Packers. And yeah, I mean, shoot, Aaron Jones was just he was contained by that line. That line just stuffed him every single time yeah, he tried man. to run. Rodgers, he had some time to throw and do something, but his line for the most part was also breaking. Devontae Adams. I just remembered he's missing David Bakhtiari. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. That's actually a big thing. And they got they got two rookies on the line now. 
because he's out. So that's definitely hurting them. Amari Rogers, hey, he had a reception for 19 yards, looked decent. Tunyon, I will say something about Tunyon. Aaron Rodgers threw him two really bad passes. They were both way behind him, and he couldn't even, like, get him if he tried. And once they sat him and they brought in Jordan Love, because they gave up in the fourth quarter. They were just like – Yeah, they just, they, knew, they, they just didn't want to get their guys hurt. Yeah, they pulled every, they pulled all their starters. They put out Jordan Love, who did pretty good. Five of seven completions, 68 yards. He did have a fumble, which was a, a bad fumble. But – yeah. Well, no fumble is a good fumble, I guess. But, yeah, he was the run who, who threw two completions to Tunyon. So, you know, it, it's it's interesting how Jordan Love somehow outplayed Aaron Rodgers in this game, which nobody would have ever expect. imagined. Yeah. By any means, never. I would never say, hey, Jordan Love is going to come out here. He's going to play 10 times better than Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is going to come out early in the game. No, I would never think that, ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I guess not much else to say. The Packers, I'm, I'm concerned about them and going forward, but at the same time, they have so much talent that it's hard to stay concerned. Yeah, 1,000%. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I think once once they kind of, you know, they, they kind of get, get everybody together and, and come more together as a team, I feel like that's a big thing. I feel like this, this team is heavily divided because a lot of these guys are not leaving next year. I, I think only what it's only Devontae and 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 Aaron Rodgers seems like it's the only two they're gonna be gone. So yeah. I think this team is kind of divided right now and they kind of need to reel in and say, hey, I understand this is our this is gonna be my last ride here, but let's you know let, let let's go out in a good way. Let's not be divided and let's kind of lock it in and get everything going. But um I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of hate how that became publicized because like as a teammate in the locker room, you, you, I mean I'd kind of be like Damn, like you guys are gonna leave us next year. Yeah, like, I, I, what, what, I want to play with you. <laughs> you, you. You're quitting on us essentially. That's that's what they think. They're quitting on them, right? I mean, and, and, and how Jordan to be honest with you, And to be honest with you, and that's the worst thing is that it's bigger than them quitting on them. I feel like Aaron Rodgers would love to stay in Green Bay, yeah. but the, the bridge has been burned, and it's just it's it's never going to be what they what we want it to be. I mean, it's fully well for the most part. It's on the Packers organization. Uh, I mean, Rogers requested trade like last year, didn't he? And he, they, they yeah. haven't honored it. They try to keep him as, as much as they can. I mean, shoot, this is what happens to a locker room when somebody wants out very clearly, and yeah. they don't let him go. Like, eventually they get fed up. Yeah, but I, I, I think a big thing is that he's coming off an MVP season where he already wanted to get traded, and now it's just like, okay, what Aaron Rodgers? What's, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it's looking like he should have spent more time in training camp, less time making this offseason fiasco. And I mean, but yeah, my by and by any means, he definitely should have made a big deal. But um, at, at the end of the day, if you knew if you're going to stay, then just get the deal done and, and get let's get the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope the Packers can pull it together. From yeah, all 1000%. Uh, Broncos, Giants. I thought this game was decent. I mean, I expected the Broncos to win. They did win. Daniel Jones looked better than I thought he would, but at the same time, I mean, let's it's be Daniel, real. It's, it's, line, it's Daniel Jones, yeah. It's Daniel Jones, and his line was just really bad. I mean, Saquon Barkley 
couldn't even get anything going behind that line. Like he, yeah, I mean, Saquon's never been a every down back. He's been a big no. play guy. He's that guy who will like, if you, if you let up for one play, he'll torture you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how he gets the majority of his yards. And he didn't have that. I didn't feel like he had the same explosiveness as he's had, uh, especially because the line just can't block for him. But yeah, I'm a little concerned about Saquon going forward. I'm a little concerned about the options behind him going forward. I'm not sure. Um, is Devonte Booker? I'm not sure he can step up. Step up. In the uh, right. I mean, he was he was a he was a pretty good guy in Oak and 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 uh, not to say Oakland in Vegas last year. But um, I, I don't I don't I don't really know. Uh, but Vegas's line is pretty decent. Like, yeah, we definitely have a better line. We definitely have a better line than the Giants for sure. The Giants were ranked a bottom three offensive line last year. Like, yeah, they. Yeah, I think Sterling Shepard, he was definitely the best receiver of the day. He outperformed Kenny Galladay, but Kenny Galladay is new, so I'm, I don't want to put too much stock into that. Uh, Slayton had a good game. Kadarius Tony was all right. Uh, shoot, I, mean, I don't really got much else to say on the Giants. I thought the Broncos looked good, though. I thought they looked on point. Teddy B. Teddy B, Teddy man. B. He looked like he's really going to lead this team in the right way. He looked really good. I think there's a clip of Von Miller even said it. He's like, hey, I really haven't felt this type of leadership since Peyton Manning left. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that's big. He says, you, you do a lot of things that he did. These small pep talks, some of these younger guys, just to boost their confidence up. He said, these guys need that. And it goes a long way for their career and even for the team as, in, throughout the season. So when you, when you get, when you're getting praise from Vaughn Miller, who's been there forever, who's obviously their franchise guy, you know, that you're doing something right. Um, when you're being compared to Peyton Manning, like, yeah, 1000%. Um, I would say that, I think a lot of teams really slept on Teddy Bridgewater because he, he he even looked kind of he looked pretty good last year in Carolina. Um, I agree, hundred percent. Um, I just think a lot of teams are kind of just kind of just like you know we're over Teddy Bridgewater. He had his time in Minnesota. I mean, the guy's he's still obviously still good. He can still compete. He's still able to get the job done. He's leading this young offense in in, in Denver to, to success. Um. I don't. I know Judy's out. No, that's that's a that's a big loss. Big loss. Six to high, eight. High, six to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. That's just not the best. But um, and high I ankle mean, sprains are they linger. So even when he comes back, he might not still might not look. Definitely, he's definitely gonna be tender on it. He's not gonna be able to cut the same. He's not gonna be able to run the same. But um, I mean they have other options. I mean KJ Hamler, no offense. Uh, Tim Patrick. Albert Albert O. I don't know how to say. It. I don't know how to say his last name. It's the it's it's the second year tight end they drafted at Missouri last year. Um, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name either. I don't know how to say his last <laughs> name. <laughs> like, but you said Tim Patrick. They have options. You, you obviously know uh, Javante Williams. I think once he once he gets more settled in, he'll get some more pass catching going on there. But um, they they have a good foundation. Oh, uh, Cortland Sutton. I forgot Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. I forgot about him. They have a good foundation. They have a good offense. I think it was more so they just need to find that one quarterback. And and Teddy B looks like the guy. Yeah, they just need someone to come in and not turn the ball over. The defense is good. I mean, it, it can help them win games for sure. But if they're playing every single snap, they're going to get tired. Uh, I, I think I recall one play. I think Von Miller bench pressed Nate Solder. And Nate Solder <laughs> is supposed to be the best. I mean, hypothetically, he's supposed to be a, a top guy on that Giants O-line. And, and, and Von Miller just bench pressed him out of the way. And I was like, good God. I mean, Von Miller, just, he just, he's, he's explosive, man. He's just really that good. And that's, that's, all, that's all it is. Law Miller is really that good. He still got it. Uh, Javante Williams also looked really good. 
He's the backup to Melvin Gordon at running back. 14 carries, 45 yards. I thought he looked – you know, if Melvin Gordon, he's had some injury issues in the past. If he gets hurt, I think they're fine with Javante right there. Yeah, Javante could definitely step in and get the job done for sure. Yeah. Um, I know Melvin broke for a late touchdown, was kind of boosted the stats a little bit. So he wasn't really having the best game. Yeah. But he just happened to break for a 70-yard touchdown at, towards the end of the game, and it kind of just, like, made his game look way better than what it was. But he yeah. definitely did have a pretty decent game. I give it to him. Mm-hmm. All right, last game, which was – I think this is probably one of the worst games. Uh, the Bears versus the Rams. Matt Nagy is the most hated man in Chicago right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think I think they just need to stop playing games and just put Justin Fields in. I think it's just you saw it week one. There's Andy Dalton. Listen, Andy Dalton is not Andy Dalton anymore. He's definitely capable to be a very good backup, but to lead a team throughout 17 games, he can't. He can't do that like he did and how good he was in Cincinnati. He's just not that guy anymore. Um, there's definitely still something there, but I mean, I think you just you go with your young guy. You let him get used to the NFL. You build him up, get the chemistry with his receivers, and just you know. Maybe even even if they, you guys don't have the best record this year, let him get some chemistry with his guys, let you guys build, and let you guys get things rolling. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think David Montgomery was the highlight of the Bears' offense. Oh, he, yes, for sure, 1,000%. I mean, he was breaking tackles. He was spinning out of, out of tackles. It, it was crazy. You would think, like, he would get tackled at, like, let's say, like, a yard behind the scrimmage line. He would spin and then just somehow get like gain two or three yards. Like, three yards, yeah. Was, he he's tough and he was not doing that his rookie year. He had to bulk up not to do all. that. Um, yeah, you can, and you can see you can see on the field he's definitely bigger. He yeah. looks more. He's definitely stronger. And another thing is that he looks more explosive too. Yeah, I will say that he looks really explosive, which is really good. So, I mean, hey, if David Montgomery can lead can can lead the backfield. I think they'll be fine. And, yeah, I agree with you about Andy Dalton. I mean, he threw, you know, threw for 200 yards, but he had an interception and a fumble. Like, I, I know Darnell Mooney actually publicly complained about how they were running too many short routes. He felt like they should have gone deep. Because, look, I mean, Mooney's a deep threat, right? And yeah, for sure. He, he was saying that, like, the, he literally called out the game plan. He was like, the game plan isn't uh, – I don't think it was working, and I think we should have done something else. Which is true. I mean, let's be real. Adjustments. You got to make adjustments always. He was talking about how Jalen Ramsey, he does his best work uh, when the field's uh, shortened. And he said that they shortened the field for him. And they basically let him let him dominate against them. He's right. I mean, he's right. I mean, I, I know they didn't have too much time to throw because Aaron Donald's coming at you. But, like, yeah, Mooney's a great deep threat. Allen Robinson's a deep threat. Like, you got two dudes that can catch it deep. At that, Marquise Goodwin's a good deep threat. Yep. And you have a they, solid tight end in Cole Komet. Damn, the Bears have so many pieces. They just can't find the glue to put them together. Yeah. And it's, sure. it's between the coaching. It's between the quarterback. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but the Rams just look dominant. I mean, let's the Rams. Yeah. Just, first play of the game, they threw a bomb. First, first, first play of their drive, Matt Stafford comes out and he throws, I think, was it what? It was a 67-yard bomb to Van Jefferson. Yeah. I was like, holy moly, this is how they're going to start the game? And then it just it just was on and on and on. They just this offense just looked amazing. Cooper Cup looked like an all-star. Um seven catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, you can't complain when Cooper Cup's having a game like that. 
having breakfast with Matt Stafford. So I hope they have that kind of connection <laughs> down the broadcast. And I mean, and, and Matt Stafford was really accurate. Only six incompletions, twenty for twenty six for three hundred twenty one yards. You can't ask for you can't ask for anything more than that. Um, Daryl Henderson looked good. Yeah, I mean, getting the job done. Average of four yards a carry, sixteen carries, seventy yards. Nice. Um, I think they should just stick with him and let him be the bell cow and not really run a committee. But I think the committee thing is such like a trend now that everybody wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are seeing the, you know, the top teams are running committees. So they're trying to do it, but like, it's just trying to imitate it. They're running a committee because of the talent they have. They're not running a committee because let's just run a committee. Committee. You know? just, just let's just be different and just let's just run a committee. No. That's why they're the top team. They know what they're doing with their teams. Like they yes. know how to get there. They know how to win. So, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, the, the Rams didn't really go committee here. They went, look, Daryl Henderson's our guy. We're going to go with him. And it worked out. He 16 carries, 70 yards. He, uh, he, he was going crazy. And, yeah, I just, you know, I think this Rams team, they're making their – if Stafford stays healthy, they're making the they can case. They make a run. They're making the case for why they might see the Bucks in the, in the NFC Championship. Yeah, definitely 1,000%. And um, I think a big thing, a big, big change in this defense is that this new position for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Ramsey playing the nickel, and he's capable just to fly all over the field. When you have a guy like that and you're letting him fly all over the field and just be who he is, there is going to be problems. And we saw it this week. Um, everybody knows who Jalen Ramsey is. He's no fluke. He's no slouch. I would say, in my opinion, I think he's the best corner in the league. Yeah. But without a doubt. Um, but this shows that he's just elite. He's capable to do so much more than what they, we than what we saw. We're finally, I think we're finally going to see him just completely explode and just show his real talent. Like he's capable to he's 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 a run support. Uh he's capable to play deep, capable to play in the flats. He's coming downfield and he's making big tackles. I mean, he he's he's looking literally, he's looking scary out there. I have to be honest with you. He's mm-hmm. looking really scary. Yeah, th- this defense is going to be so tough to score against for any team. Uh, I'm very interested to see what happens when they match up against the Buccaneers, or if they do. Uh, do do they have the Buccaneers in their schedule? Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine I imagine they do, right? Aren't they I in their so. – uh, no, they're not they in the division. Oh, wait, they do, week three. Week three is going to be very interesting. Yes, I will definitely be tuning into that 4 o'clock game. I will be tuning into that 4 o'clock game for sure. One hundred percent. That should be a prime time game. Why is that not a prime time? Yeah. Game? Why is that? Yeah. That that should definitely be a prime time game. That, that could have been the eight o'clock game. The NFL needs to schedule their games better. That's a that's a topic yes. for a different time. <laughs> yes, one thousand percent. We can definitely go over that for sure. Yeah, but I mean, there, that's all I got to say on. Every, we went over like everything. So yeah. Hey, that was the week one recap. Shoot, it's only week one. If your team sucks, relax. I gotta tell myself <laughs> that. <laughs> Look, the Ravens got I, – I think the Lions and the Bengals right after um, the Chiefs, so they could go two and two. You know, Yeah, look on the bright side. So 1,000%. And it's possible you guys could go one and one. Who knows? Lamar might come back with a chip on his shoulder. He might – he, he might – he might he might come out and he might just, you know, surprise everybody. I wouldn't be I – wouldn't, I wouldn't have too much – not – I would have more faith than what you have right now. I don't know, man. I think they got our number. I think the Chiefs just got our number. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It really is hard. Uh, Shoot, if the Ravens win, I will I will buy another jersey. I will buy somebody's <laughs> jersey. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. So, 
thank you all for watching, tuning into the podcast. We haven't done one of these podcasts in a while, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, once again, thank you all for watching. This has been Bert. Tate, appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you guys next time. See you.